microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is The Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, myself, Mike, and we are joined uh, this week by one of the founders of a great new subscription box out there called Utini. Uh, we have Corey from Utini on with us. How are you doing, Corey? I'm great, man. How are you guys? Doing good. So tell us a little bit about, as the dog's asking, Utini. <laughs> Sure, sure. So Utini is, uh, well, first off, thanks for having me on the show, guys. I uh, really appreciate it. I'm stoked to be here. You guys have a really cool thing going on, and uh, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Utini is uh, more or less a uh, Star Wars book club. Uh, We have a uh, variety of subscriptions available for the different types of Star Wars books. We have canon stuff, legend stuff. Um, And you sign up, you go and use our uh, this really cool software we built called Utini Bookshelf, and you log and record the collection you already have. And we send you something new every single month, and we always send you something you don't have because we can see what you put into your uh, your collection tracker there. And uh, we send you a new book every single month. You always get the newest stuff, the newest canon stuff right when it comes out. Um, and if you don't want canon stuff, you can get legend stuff as well. Um, so, yeah, it's a pretty cool thing, and uh, we're uh, really excited. Now, is this a, a monthly subscription where you got to pay for by a certain time to get, or is it a pay-as-you-go? Right, right. Yeah, it's a monthly subscription. So you sign up. Uh, we bill you on the tenth of every month, and uh, you can cancel whenever you want to. You can you can pay for like several months in advance if you want to do three months or six months or twelve months. And there's a pretty substantial discount for the longer you pay in advance. Um, yeah, but it's like a monthly thing. Uh, we'll charge you every single month when you send you new stuff every month until you tell us to stop. Okay. Now what you were saying with the bookshelf, that's not keeping track of books you sent. It's keeping track of what we already own. Right. Plus right. What yeah, so you, be sending. yeah, exactly, exactly. So you go to, um, you can go to bookshelf.utini.com or you can go to our main site, uh, just utini.com and you can hit book tracker at the top there. And we have this, it's this really cool uh, like system, right? So you can go in here and you can log in, you create an account and log in and uh, it's got like all the novels in it, all the young reader stuff in it, all the graphic novels, reference books, and we're continually building this thing out. And this is free to use, by the way. You don't have to be a subscriber to use this. Like this is 100% free. You can go there right now and and go do it um and uh yes we built this uh really just to keep track of uh of people's collections so we never send them something um they already have funny enough i actually i made a very light version of this several years ago um i'm in med school and uh we don't get a lot of free time but 
I really wanted to know how many Star Wars books I had read. So I uh, got online, I found all these different lists of Star Wars books, and I made this really big Excel document of all the books that I could possibly find, and all their authors, their titles, when they kind of fall in the, in the Star Wars timeline. And uh, I made it so you could like check off like all the books as you had read it, and it would count how many you had read. And I think I was up to like a, a little over 100 at that point. Um, and uh, it's on Reddit, actually. You can go find it uh, where I made this thing. And ever since I made that, I was like, this thing is really, really cool. It really should be somewhere. Like, this should be on the internet somewhere for people to use. So that's what that's what I made uh, the bookshelf into. So Utini sort of became almost like a pet project of me to make this thing. <laughs> I really wanted to make it. So uh, we paid some developers to help us with it. And uh, this thing is really, really cool. You're looking at the second version of this. Uh, this is like, this is the version two. We just updated it and really merged it with our website, made it look a lot like our website. Um, and this thing is really, really cool. And like I said, this thing is free to use and you can just go in and, uh, and check off all your stuff. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I'm like, ooh, I do have some of these. I need to check them off. Check off my daughter's stuff so we know what we have and don't have. Yeah, for real. App coming for this soon? That's a good question. Um, it's actually a lot more difficult to turn something like this into an app than I thought it was. But the mobile version is super responsive. It's almost like uh-huh. an app uh, itself. So it kind of works like that. There was an app several years ago that did something similar to this. Uh, and they stopped updating it. And it was kind of buggy. I used to use that like back when I was – God, that was a long time ago, like eight years ago or something like that. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's not a bad idea. It's on our list of things to look at down the road. So how did you get started with the idea of doing a just Star Wars description box? Sure, sure. So it kind of came about with how behind I got in the Star Wars books. So like I said, I'm in med school. Med school is super busy. It's super hard. Um, I was uh, studying for my board exams and uh, it was just a crazy amount of studying, just hours and hours a day, 15 hours a day for like six weeks straight for my board exams. And like I was just super overwhelmed with that. And I, I really was kind of already aware that I was uh, I was behind in the Star Wars books. But I became like very acutely aware that I was behind because they announced a lot of big stuff last summer. Like they announced Phasma and the Battlefront book and a bunch yeah. of other really cool stuff was announced last summer. And I was like, man, I just forget. I mean, I'm just so behind. And then Thrawn came out and I was I actually pre-ordered Thrawn and like I knew that that one was coming and everything. And like I just felt so behind. I was like, God, there's got to be an easier way to do this. Like I wish I could just go to Amazon and like give them my – they already have my credit card anyway. Why can't I just be like, <laughs> send me all the Star Wars books? Like I don't, I, we already know what they're going to cost. Like they all cost the same. Like just send them to me, right? And it, just, it was just such a pain. You have to go to the website. You have to find out when the books are coming out. Then pre-order them. And sometimes the dates change and the prices change. It was just – pre-ordering is kind of a pain in the butt. So I was just like, there's got to be uh, an easier way to do this. I wish I could just do this. I'm like, well, why don't I just make it? Um, so I'm in third year now, and there's a lot more free time in third year than there is in the first two years uh, of school. Um, you kind of have a nine to five, more or less. Uh, so you know, I started this thing kind of on the side, and uh, so yeah, that's kind of what we did. We, I've I've done what I originally set out to do, which was a subscription service that you can just sign up for and get the newest stuff delivered every single month. That's our Canon bag, basically. Um, you just sign up for that, and we send you like we send you the books like really close to the release date. For example, the next one coming out in March is uh, The Last Jedi Novelization, and I'm getting that early, actually, from the publisher, so we can actually have it on your doorstep, like, day of, so awesome. that's really cool. I was going to ask, are you working with DK or Delray on uh, possibly getting these ahead of time? Yeah, yeah, and we have, we have contracts.
contracts with with both um, with both Random House, who is uh, Del Rey, a subsidiary of Penguin Random House. We have contracts with them. We also have contracts with uh, Hachette, who is the they they handle all the Disney Lucasfilm press stuff, so all the all the young adult stuff. They also handle all the graphic novels and stuff too. So we have contracts with everybody, all the people that that have control of the Star Wars books. We have contracts with them, and they're all super supportive. Um, they love the idea. They were really easy to work with. Um, and yeah, so they, they send me stuff a little bit early so we can we can get it out to people on time. Okay. Uh, really, uh, really cool idea. Yeah, I'm kind yeah, of man. lost going through the book tracker and saying it's like, well, I have a whole lot more than I thought I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got some. I'm going to have to grab the laptop, log back in and go, okay, let's sit here and look. <laughs> I'm yeah, going, and this I'm going based really off cool memory. <laughs> right. It's really cool to just like, I do this all the time, actually, even though we built this thing, like I will just log into this and just like scroll and look. Cause it's really cool. Cause it's got all the covers in there. And like, it's really, yeah, I, I mean, it looks good. Like it's just easy. It's easy on the eyes. Like you get to see all the books all together. It's like going to a Barnes and Noble with like a complete selection, right? Yeah. Like it's got all the books in there. So, um, and we just brought on some new guys onto our team that are really going to help us out with uh, moderating this thing so we're really about to step it up with making sure this thing's up to date adding new stuff we're about to add a comics section we have graphic novels already we're about to add comics we're about to add audiobooks uh we're about to add all the game like rpg gaming books like this thing is going to be eventually it's going to have every single star wars piece of literature that's ever been written in it oh that's it that's going to be a long project especially like the um all the role-playing stuff so west yeah. end had a lot of books they did they did they had a ton of them luckily a lot of other people have kind of done this already no one's just made it look good and no one's built a system yet that you can like track it like this that also looks good there's a couple of people out there that have some decent uh decent list um but uh, i don't think i found one that's like 100 complete yet now when when you do the comics are you also going to be covering how i dare say the variant covers as well that's a good <laughs> question if we can find digital copies of, of of the covers i think i actually can i think i'm actually given i need to, I need to double check i've seen the list like they give me the publisher gives me like the like a this huge pdf file of all the stuff in it and I think yep. it actually has the variant covers in it so if it does that's a, that's a good idea I'll have to play with that I'm going to write that down actually because you will go absolutely insane but people will love you when John Tyler Christopher's oh, yeah. action figure variant covers right right so I know you have done with Rebel Force Radio you have a special bag with them mm-hmm. uh, might as well go ahead and plug it plug their bag yeah why not yeah. I mean it's another it's another option you you, you do. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so I, let me talk about the different bags, actually, for a second. That would probably be a good little thing to kind of run through a little bit. Um, so we have several different options on our site, right? I kind of mentioned this earlier. There's a canon thing. There's a uh, Legends bag. And there's one thing we call the Master Bag. So the Legends Bag is the least expensive at 16 bucks. The Master Bag is the most expensive at $40. Bucks. Um, the Master Bag, you get one canon book and one Legends book. So you can, like, really build out your collection and get two books a month with that one. Um, all of these bags come with this really cool magazine. We've dubbed the Utini magazine. It's got all this really interesting commentaries and stuff in it. Um, it's got this up-to-date visual timeline that we've printed with all the covers in it, kind of like our bookshelf. Like you can see in chronological order, the Canon timeline, and that's fully up-to-date with the adult and the young adult books. I know Del Rey has got their cool timeline online. 
um, that's got just the adult stuff in it because that's what they publish. But we have all of them in one place, all the young adult stuff too, which is awesome. Um, and it's got some cool stuff about the author. The po- point is the magazine is really – it's got a lot of really interesting commentary stuff in it. Uh, we really put a lot of work into that. You also get this really cool bookmark. Um, the artwork on the, on, the, on the bookmark is the same artwork that's on the cover of our magazine. We have that custom design every single month. And we give our author like something that to inspire him that's in the book uh, and or, or we give our artists something to inspire him. And uh, so you get a bookmark, the magazine, you get a little re- reading guide that kind of goes with the book, explains how it fits into the big picture, where it falls in the timeline. We write that thing as if, if we were to hand somebody Kenobi and we also hand him our reading guide. Our reading guide tells them everything they need to know before they dive in. If they've never read a Star Wars book before, um, it kind of paints a picture for them a little bit. Um, See, so we're really going for more than just delivering books. Like if you want the cheapest books, this is not the best way to do it. Like the cheapest way to buy books unquestionably is to go to Amazon. I mean, they have, they sell the books themselves. They get great contracts with the publishers. You're going to, if you want the cheapest way to buy a book ever, then Utini is not the answer. That's not what we're trying to do. We really want to create a Star Wars reading experience. Like it's something you can look forward to every single month. Um, you get this unique conglomerate of different pieces that kind of go with the book. Um, and it's a really cool thing. We've gotten really good feedback so far. So like I said, the Legends bag, Master bag, Canon bag. Uh, we also have a couple of unique things. So I have one called the Newcomer's bag. And this is like a 12 month, if you've never read a Star Wars book before, I handpicked uh, in all my Star Wars expertise, <laughs> I handpicked 12 books in order that I think you should read. And some of the best stuff is in there. Lost Stars, the Thrawn trilogy, some really cool stuff. So it's meant for people who have never read uh, a Star Wars book before. And then lastly, like you mentioned, we have a couple specialty bags going that we partnered up with uh, with different folks. We have one with Rebel Force Radio. It's a new Darth every month. So you get some kind of dark side theme book or comic or uh, graphic novel every single every single month. It's got the Lords of the Sith book in there. The Darth Plagueis is in there. Um, and then uh, we have one other bag. It's the Battlefront bag. And we've been working with Battlefront Podcast. And we put together, it's a, it's a shorter one, three months or six months. And it's got all the Battlefront theme stuff in it and a couple graphic novels and stuff that kind of fit the Battlefront game. Um, so you can see that we're really getting, we're really starting to spread out with, with more than just getting new canon books or new Legends books. Like there's a lot of really cool things you can do. So if you are like not really into Star Wars books, you haven't really dived in yet. Like we're really starting to develop some cool thematic sort of like things. So like we could, we could do, I mean, the options are kind of unlimited. We could do like a Luke Skywalker bag if we wanted, where you get like lots of Luke Skywalker stuff. We could do like a Jedi or a Sith themed thing. So like the options are really, really unlimited. Hmm, maybe a smuggler's theme. Yeah, that's a that's a great idea. There's some really great great smuggler stuff out there. We uh we actually just used scoundrels in uh was our last month was the book and that's an excellent excellent one. Ocean's Eleven of Star Wars, yep, if you will. Yep. I remember I remember when that came out uh back in 2012 because they were highlighting it at Celebration Celebration Six at that point. That's right. That's right. But, I think scoundrels is actually this is kind of unique. I think it's one of the last ones you can still buy in hardback form, brand new off the press if i remember correctly yeah i think so but i, I actually I, picked that one up i think um two years ago at gen con with um from timothy zahn had him sign it and stuff oh right on man. Zons, wasn't it yeah. yeah 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 that's on that's on i i love timothy zahn's independent stuff like his stuff that his thrawn trilogy is unquestionably so good i mean you've never read a star wars book like the thrawn trilogy is a great place to start like you're so good but like his some of his independent stuff is really good he's got scoundrels uh he's got a couple others too i i think we might know 
of a great podcast that would work with the with the smuggler scoundrels theme. Quite possibly. Or right. even there's a couple of Chewbacca books. We could do a there could be a uh, that fits wiki, with a the, short run wiki bag. It's true too. Listen, if you guys dream it, I can make it happen. <laughs> I, I think we're dreaming it right now. Live on the air. Yeah, we're gonna have well, to talk about <laughs> this after the let's show. Do it. Yeah, let's do this. We need to chat about this. I would love to put something together for you guys. Yeah. That would definitely be cool. Because I mean if you're doing graphic novels, you got the old well, I guess now it's the, the Marvel Legends, which is the right. old Dark Horse uh one shot graphic and then yeah, the, the trade paperback of the current Chewbacca series. Yeah, that's right. That's right. See all the all the the nice thing about uh Disney's they're very open about doing stuff with legend stuff. And I really like what they've done with uh with the graphic novels. Like they've repackaged them into these epic collections and stuff. Because the Dark yeah. Horse comics are awesome. They're so good. Oh, yeah. The epic collections are sweet. Yeah. So how I, okay, we know. Um, I lost my story for this. I know EW uh, just announced the books coming. They're going to be or teased the books that are coming with the solo movie with Solo, a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. When do you think you might be able to get access to these for a potential, maybe a one-off book for May or a one-off box for May to to lead, or maybe in April to to help right, build right. to that journey of Solo? Sure. Sure, sure. So actually, funny enough, um, I knew ahead of time that there was something coming. Uh, they let me know that something was coming, but they wouldn't tell me what it was. They're very picky, as you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have offered to sign my life away, and they will not tell me diddly squat. But they did tell me that something was coming. They let me know last week, actually, that there was going to be an announcement. Um, so I should I should kind of design around it. It'll be a big announcement, is what they said. So, um, And it was a big announcement. Man, they announced, like, God, like 10 books yep. today, like well, two two. Novels that fit into our sort of packaging. Well, I, I um, do have I do have the list. Uh, we got Star Wars: Last Shot. It's a Han and Lando novel, and I guess the cool thing is you can flip it for the Lando cover if you want it instead of the the solo cover. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. That's the uh, the dust jacket. I think is reversible. Is that what they're yeah. saying? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, oh, it's just kind of cool. Yeah, man. I don't think I've ever seen that before. And they, this, uh, these covers are and they are slick too. Yeah, and, and it's funny the the. Han side is the traditional Falcon as we know it. The Lando side is how we're going to see it in, oh, in the movie. That's very interesting. I had not, not even noticed that yet. I wonder what that means. There's so much that that could mean. Oh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. We got some news on that, too. Um, and then I guess there's alternate covers. They don't because uh, they're showing one that's got the, the droid, Lando's droid, and one with Chewbacca, unless these are the backs. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's the actual. Are, there, are these the, the backs? Jacket there. Yeah, I think that's what that's got to be. Is the, probably the back. Still, still gonna be cool. Yeah, that's gonna look really good on the shelf. These color schemes, I, I love yeah. it. This is one. This is one of the best looking covers I think we've seen so far of any of the any of the new books. And and then they're saying. Um, from Ray Carson. Uh, actually, let me go back real quick. Daniel Jose Alder is going to be writing The Last Shot. And then Ray Carson's doing Star Wars Most Wanted. And they're saying, read this before you see Solo. Yeah, so this like is a Hallmark. young adult book. Huh. Yeah, this is one of the young adult books. And like as you know, if you're familiar with uh, with the books, you cannot ignore the young adult books. Like Some of them are, are super good. I still stand by it. Like, Lost Stars, in my opinion, is one of the best new canon yeah. books that, that's been written. That book is 
so good. And it's a young adult book. And I think a lot of people sort of blew it off because it's a young adult book. You really shouldn't. Like, there's some very adult themes in these books, and they really have important plot points. So you really can't ignore them. I'm excited to see how big this one is. I wonder if this is going to be one of the sort of Journey to the Last Jedi size books that, you know, it's like a, about an inch thick or so. Or if this is going to be like a like Lost Stars, which is like an actual novel. Right. I have no idea. Right. Uh, and then for coming f- to us from Marvel... Uh, writer is Rodney Barnes, who we know uh, was the scribe on the boondocks, is Lando Double or Nothing, another five-issue mini. Uh, so a second Lando series. And, and I love how the f- the word title for Lando is the same as it was for the original. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, ha- it, awesome. has, it hasn't changed. That was the great – it was a great comic, too. Like, yeah. this, is, this one's going to be – I'm really excited to see what they do with this. Mm. Um, and then we have The Art of Solo by Phil Zostak. And then uh, written by Pablo Hildago, Solo – the official guide. Of course, Pablo did that one. Of course, he did. Keep her the whole <laughs> Pablo. Oh, Pablo. Um, <laughs> then um, the movie making magic of Star Wars creatures and aliens by Mark Salisbury. Oh, that's not. This looks like a cool book. Just looking at the cover, but tell me that cover doesn't scream a uh, um, Scholastic Book Club book. Like, oh, what yeah. you would have got from a flyer, from one of those flyers at school? Yeah, right, probably, seriously. Probably, probably. And uh, the, this is supposed to be a young adult book as well. The Mighty Chewbacca, Forest of Fear by Tom Engelberger. It's a mid middle grade reader. So we're talking like fourth fourth grade up. Yeah, I would call this a young reader's book, probably not a young adult book. <laughs> I, I don't think so, I'll go pick this one up with uh, Lost Stars. <laughs> Well, the cool thing is Chewbacca's got a loft cat on his shoulder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I didn't know you noticed that. And, and you got K2SO. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, a new character, Maeve Trillick, who, again, almost looks a little bit like, like Sana from, from the Star Wars series. Yeah. A yeah. little bit. It's like they keep teasing these characters that look very similar. <laughs> right. But it's not her. I <laughs> love yeah. They say her. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I love that. Like, I, I, I want to change gears after we finish going through these analysis. Announcements. I want to talk about ooh, kind of what this new Han Solo book could be, because like I have, I have some interesting thoughts about that. But okay. let's continue. <laughs> um, well, do you see what it said here about Maeve Trillick and what her job is? It says here she's a librarian bounty hunter. What does that What does that mean? Like if you don't return your I books, like no she idea. comes and hunts you down. Like <laughs> <laughs> they, I'm coming for you. I, I'm, I'm thinking she, she's attached to the librarians from TBS. <laughs> Wait, did you guys have like did you guys have like the mean librarian growing up? I feel like my librarian was always always had mean librarians. They're just grouchy and I don't know. Uh, this is ironic. <laughs> I, I, I kind of did in high school, but it just it depended on the time of day or time of year. Um, but we also see from IDW Star Wars Adventures is going to be one of the offerings for Free Comic Book Day, which will have the first of three of a three part young solo storyline which is being written by Kevin Scott. And this is going to continue on into issue 10 and 11, I believe, of the regular Star Wars adventures. Then um, a new golden book coming out, Star Wars. I'm a Wookiee. And these golden <laughs> books have been great. I absolutely yeah. love the golden books. My daughter loves the golden books. Uh, then we got, great. based on what we talked about last week with the with the trailer, Solo, Train Heist. Yeah, so I guess this is like totally confirmed then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like this book is literally called Train Heist. <laughs> People are like, "Oh, it looks like a train heist is going to be in the film." Well, yep, because there's a book called Train, train Heist. heist. <laughs> um, a choose your destiny book. I don't think we've seen that in Star Wars for a long time. Uh, a Han and Chewie adventure, also written by Kevin Scott or Kevin Scott, who's writing the, the three parter for for IDW. So. Uh, choose your destiny. Maybe I believe this should be the same as choose your own adventure where, okay, if you want to do this, go to page such and such. If you want to do this, go to page such and such. If you do nothing, you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, or frozen in carbonite, whichever comes first. Uh, then we've got Chewie and the Courageous Kid, which, uh, is a, a remake. It's kind of, it's based on the five issue comic book series from Jerry Duggan and Phil Noto, in which the Wookiee teams up with a new young friend. We've taken the story and adjusted it so it's appropriate for ages six, seven, and eight year olds rather than 13 plus audience of Marvel Comics. So by doing this, it looks like there's a, uh, instead of a female, it's a boy. It, it's a male as the courageous kid why I do that i don't know but oh well uh then we have meet the crew which is a world of reading level two book for solo uh which is great for the younger kids to help encourage them to start reading then there's a coloring book um and then a souvenir guide which will probably be out in stores uh, or newsstands uh, it's also the one you're going to see all your grocery stores and places like yeah, that too a yeah. a solo look and find it's like a where's waldo but you find look for other stuff as well look for the jelly donut okay Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, there's a solo sound book that's going to be out. So this will definitely highlight the, the real young kids. Um, oh, yeah. Which, for for me, this might be worth the snag and holding the microphone up to the speaker and capturing sounds from it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, then there's the solo official sticker collection. And then the ultimate sticker collection. Jeez, I've not even flipped through all of these. Uh, there is a DK book, Level 2. Uh, written by Beth Davies, Han on the Run. So it's going to have uh, Discover Han's First Adventures, packed with facts that you need to read. So it says on the cover. Uh, a solo activity book, which includes over 50 stickers. So if your kid's on sticker count, and that's... That's it. So that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty sweet picture of the Falcon right there too on this cover. I yeah, don't think I noticed that. Yeah, that's a great little picture of it. Um, so you wanted to go back and talk about the solo book? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do that. So I don't know how familiar you guys are with. Uh, I'm sure you're you know you've read a lot of the books. So the original Han Solo adventure books. You guys remember those? Um, let's see here. Who, who's it written by? Let me find it in my handy dandy bookshelf. <laughs> right. <laughs> here i i seriously log into this thing all the time and just use it to reference stuff it's so handy all right here we go it's uh the there's the lando calrissian series and then there is the han solo adventures so the han solo adventures is a three book series written by brian daly the uh lando calrissian series written by l neil smith these are some of like the first books that were uh ever written in star wars in fact i think the han solo adventures are in fact the first novels that were written 1979 is when they were when they were written yep. um so these books have been re recovered by disney disney has recovered a lot of the old legends 
stuff, right? Like they've they've made new covers. Like have you guys seen the new covers for like the Thrawn books, for example? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty it's sleek. Your site, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, well, they recovered the Han Solo books, and they've they've done this in an interesting way. So there are two books. Uh, there's a Han Solo book where they put all three of them together in a book, and then there's a Lando Calrissian book where they put all three of them together in a book. You can Google like uh, Han Solo Adventures and find these covers. But these covers are very very similar to this new cover that we have for the Han Solo book. Like like it's eerily similar. The color scheme is is similar. The sort of it's got the Falcon on there with sort of like like uh, it's blueprint kind of design. Like they really do look very similar to um, this new cover. And I don't know what that means, but I, there's no way that that's that's a coincidence. It's got to be on purpose. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, where I was gonna go? What for for March? What do you, I know? You said you've got for canon the the last Jedi novelization. What about for Legends? Oh sure, sure, sure. So for Legends, we're doing a couple of things that are like similar in theme to the Last Jedi. So the Last Jedi, you know, it's we're kind of playing off of uh, off of the idea of, of Luke being kind of alone and on the island. So we have Kenobi is uh, is one of the Legends books, and just to be witty, the Last Jedi written by Michael Reeves, <laughs> which is the Legend version of The Last Jedi. Uh, there's a book in the Legends uh, timeline called The Last Jedi, written way before obviously the movie. It was published in like 2012, 2010, something like that. Um, and uh, so those are kind of the two big books that are that are going in there. And I think a couple other people who have a little more um, complete collect- complete collections are uh, are getting some other stuff as well. Okay. But those are the big ones. Kenobi. Uh, you asked me earlier, actually, do we plan to do something with the new Han Solo book that was just announced? And we did. Actually, because they announced this today, we just actually scrapped all of our plans to do what we were planning on doing in April, and we're actually changing everything around so we can use this book. So you will get, even though we just announced it, uh, they just announced it, we have changed everything, so this will be the April book. The Han Solo book is going to be the April book. Um, so we have the ability to do that. I'm really glad they announced this today because we're finalizing the magazine uh, for this coming month, and the last page of the magazine is a sneak peek of what's coming next, and we're like, oh, crap, we better go remake that page because <laughs> it's got like something totally Totally different. <laughs> so uh, um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. We we're actually because a uh, we were going to use a graphic novel as the main piece for April, and it's a Mace Windu graphic novel um, okay. that's got the Mace Windu comics in it. And the artwork we had designed and everything is this really cool piece with Mace Windu on it and everything. So we can't change that because we've already paid an artist to do it. Uh, so the Han Solo themed bag will have Mace Windu on the cover. So we'll make sure to have some cool commentary pieces on that graphic novel in our magazine. So it, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> okay. Well, while we're here, let's let's talk about books that are coming out in the bookstores or comic book shops next week. And the only thing really coming out is uh, Doctor Afford number seventeen. It's a, <laughs> I think that is it. But I could have sworn we talked okay. about. I could have sworn we talked about over on Mighty Marvel Geeks um, that there's a Poe Dameron book coming out. Yeah, I think you did mention that. Uh, going back and looking at my show notes for Mighty Marvel Geeks, uh, I know there's Doctor Afra. No, Dameron came out this week. So yeah, the only thing out is Afra for this week, and that's the only it's the only book coming out Star Wars next week or this coming week at all. Well, I think we're going to probably have a um, a month or so of not quite downtime, but 
a little lighter until this uh, this starts to hit for Solo. We have the novelization of uh, Last Jedi coming, but other than that, I don't think there's much on the horizon until we get a Solo. Right. There's not there's not a whole lot. There's a couple graphic novels coming out in April that I have on my list, um, but none of this is. I mean, graphic novels aren't necessarily new stuff because it's just rebound comic books. But um, and it still counts, I guess. Yeah, you're right. And did there's some more stuff coming out in later in the summer that we already kind of know about with the new Thrawn book and that kind of thing. Right. Well, I know uh, like next week is one of the books I'm looking forward to, and that's the classic newspaper comics, Volume 2 from IDW. Oh, yeah. So I have Volume 1, and it's a great book. And this is going to be uh, three volumes with this. Um, and then there's couple other there's two uh one other book and then we got some comics and then for march just looking ahead um it's mainly mainly comics uh we got a battlefront two book coming out and i think there was one other book uh the last jedi stuff uh the junior novelization the regular novelization uh the storybook uh the the read-along storybook and cd so and then april things are going to start hitting the fan oh yeah <clears throat> but then that the fu- it's i still find it funny that we get um the last jedi in december then in may we get um solo then we get a year and a half off before we get back into star wars again yeah but you know i'm kind of okay with that yeah that way yeah, we we're not getting super saturated i don't know one a year uh feels pretty good to me i don't know personally i think one a year is good yeah. this i'm i can tell you that i i don't feel like i'm ready for the han solo film like i haven't recovered fully enough from the last jedi i feel like i don't know what you guys think yeah i know i know what you mean yeah i kind of feel in in one way i kind of feel the same way but then when i saw the han solo han solo trailer the solo trailer excuse me i was like all right i'm ready yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I won't, I'm never going to complain about about. They could release a new movie every month, and you know, I would still happily go see them all like five times. But I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just the marketing campaign for Last Jedi was so enormous, and like, there's so much controversy surrounding it. I just don't feel like I'm, I'm not recovered yet. I'm still defending it to my friends, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. But like, yeah, listen, listen, Disney. I just I can only defend one of your movies at a time. <laughs> <laughs> but yet, there's not been a lot with Solo. Uh, as we talked about last week, or been talking about leading up to last week with the trailers. Yeah, it's been super silent. Other than Ron Howard's uh, tweet storms and, you know, his behind-the-scenes pictures. But, I mean, God, it's been really hush-hush. More so than even, I think, any of the other movies have been. Probably just because of the controversy, I guess, early on surrounding the directors and all that business. Yeah. 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 Well, also, it's like they just dropped those trailers, but now basically the levy is broken because we got all this information about the books. With this past week, we're going to get the toys later on the, in the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. got all the, the new information. Legos about- pretty recently too. Yeah, yeah you're, you're totally so right. Everything's getting announced all at once now. Yeah, that's well, a good point. Speaking of solo, yeah. uh, apparently the the maker was on set. Yeah, um, George Lucas. Now that this is a story that was out, I think last week or the week before, that um, Lucas actually made a surprise. Well, it's a surprise for us, but he made a visit to the set of Han Solo while Ron Howard was um, doing the filming, which really isn't a surprise if um, anybody who knows Hollywood in general that. Ron Howard and George Lucas are friends. They've been friends for years. Right. Uh, actually, he, Ron Howard directed Willow that was produced by Lucas. So they've been working together off and on for years. And uh, there was one scene, I guess, that, um, well, George was actually um, talked to Ron about the character of Solo. Who Who is Han Solo? And things like his, his ideas about who Solo is. And um, I guess there was a scene they were filming on the Falcon that um, while George was looking over Howard's shoulder, he 
gave him a couple suggestions, and Howard called cut, walks it right, runs up inside, says, "Hey, George wants you to do it this way." <laughs> and so he made a slight adjustment to it because of just something that George saw that said, "This is the way Han Solo would do it." Interesting. I'm not sure what it is, but um, but he's not the only Star Wars original that's been working with um, the Han Solo movie. Uh, we know Lawrence Kasdan has been did the writing on this, but uh, he was he may have actually he started on Solo before Disney was even involved. Okay. Um, Lawrence Kasdan sat down with Entertainment Weekly the, um, this week and was talking about he was actually brought on to write a, a solo-centric film before the 2012 Disney purchase. But after the Disney deal, um, his he was actually refocused on doing The Force Awakens for them. Um, and after that, he was pretty burned out on Star Wars. So he suggested actually bringing in his son, John Kasdan, to work with him on the script. Um, and according to Kasdan, when I was done, I was sort of burned out. And I said, I don't know, uh, or I don't know, do we still want to do this Han thing? And they said, yeah, we really want to go ahead with Han. Well, I said, well, my son John is very enthusiastic and full of ideas about the saga, and he had he had directed two films and had other had done other things. So if we if he came on and worked with me, um, wait, yeah, what if he came on and worked with me? Because that would give me a shot in the arm. And so that's exactly what happened. They made the, they made a deal with John, and he and I have been working uh, writing ever since for three years. So that was what Kazan had to say about it. Then Kathleen Kennedy actually confirmed this, saying that um, or about the whole solo thing because she says um, I sat with George in April of 2012 and the company was sold in September of 2012. Right. So it was a relatively short amount of time before but one of the first conversations I had with George was about doing other movies than the saga films. And he had a few ideas he had kicking around but he was very open to, <clears throat> to where this might go in the Star Wars universe. He was planning to retire and he and talking to me about making these films. So when he originally talked to her about coming on, he was he was letting her know that he even wanted to see the Star Wars move past just the Skywalker saga. Now, um, Lawrence Kasdan and his son John were talking about some of the ins- some of the inspirations for Solo. Uh, some of the movies that they watched before the um, as they're writing was the, um, Treasure Island, uh, Michael Mann's crime thriller Heat, uh, the Western Unforgiven, and the Coen Brothers Big Lebowski, and the British <laughs> crime drama Gangster Number One are all things that helped influence them on writing this movie. Interesting. So, um, and John Kasdan said about Treasure Island, one one we immediately reread was Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island because we wanted it to be a boy's adventure story, but one in which he encounters characters of dubious intent and that, uh, my, I keep bouncing around because of the ads, one with characters of dubious intent and that everyone he would encounter would sort of inform his maturation as an adult. And then Lawrence Kasdan added that um, to talk about Heat, that um, we talked about the relationship between Val Kilmer and Robert De Niro in Heat, uh, where there's a sort of older, wiser criminal, and then someone who's learning the ropes from them. We wanted the movie to have that flavor and that swagger. Then um, there's a feeling in Unforgiven between the kid and Clint and Clint Eastwood that um, hits the kind of apprentice gunslinger relationship we were interested in, according to John Kasdan. And then for the Big Lebowski, John says, Solo has that flavor of a crime world that has weirdness. Ah, stop. This site has got ads bouncing all over the place. It's weird. Well, we, we but, talked about it last week that it felt like a Western and realistically, yeah. has Lucasfilm truly done a Western? Oh, well, Star the original Star Wars yeah, really had a but, very Western feel, a new hope. Yeah, a Western feel, but not like a straight up. No, it, yeah, of, it wasn't molded yeah. after a Western. No. 
It was, it was, uh, I would say it was Western. It was influenced by the Westerns, but, uh, yeah, not like a straight up. Yeah. Not a straight Western. Yeah. Which is, which is actually something I would really love to see. Yeah. But it's cool how they're piecing parts out of the different ones for ideas for different parts of this movie. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting list of, uh, inspirations there. Yeah. And and none of them really seem to fit together. There's no two movies there that are alike. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think, Corey? I mean, I don't know. Um, you, I wonder if you could. Uh, the Indiana Jones movies are kind of kind of westerny. I mean, I could I could see that. I mean, George Lucas has said on multiple occasions that um, that that the he wanted Star Wars to be a space opera, like a American Wild West in space. Like he's said stuff like that over and over again. So I mean, I don't know if I would call Star Wars like a John Wayne type of thing, but I could definitely I could definitely see that. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to see that that Disney is so open to working with uh, working with the originals still, like that. Yeah. George Lucas can just like show up and be like, "Hey, maybe you should change this," and they're not like, "No, go away, you crazy old man!" Like you know, <laughs> like they, they could do that if they wanted to. Um, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I haven't read the contract, and maybe he can just show up whenever he wants to. I don't know, but <laughs> beat it, old man. We got nothing. We don't want anything. Yeah, are, are you gonna be the guard that stands at the door and toils George Lucas? No, you can't come on the set. Yeah, exactly. Or Harrison yeah. Ford, or any of these names. Like, no, nobody's that stupid. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> This is true. But George Lucas said that he per- like I mean he like personally chose Kathleen Kennedy like to run the thing. Like he that's like he said in interviews and stuff that he would not have sold it to Disney if Kathleen wasn't running it. So I mean, I don't know. They seem like they're yeah. they're tight. So yeah. Well the, the well, deal they- the deal essentially was finalized here here at Hollywood Studios. Uh, Iger and and him were eating at at Brown Derby, at the Hollywood Brown Derby. So I got that Well, time. that yeah, that was I know that was part of the deal was um that Lucas got to got to name his successor and he's been working with Kathy Kennedy and um, her husband since all the way back to Raiders of the Lost Ark and maybe before that yeah they were producers on all the Indiana Jones movies and a lot of the other Lucasfilm stuff yeah well uh, between George and Spielberg that's pretty much their whole careers yeah well speaking of Disney coming from D23 we have more information about the Star Wars Hotel nice Uh, I don't know about you guys but I am still looking forward to all of this as it goes down Oh, oh yeah um yeah, because well, we still know, like, I mean, there's been some announcements we're going to talk about, but, like, we still know so little about it. Like, they're, they're, the, the, the way they're talking about it makes it seem like it's going to be this enormously epic thing. And, like, I don't know, the concept images and stuff, like, man, it looks like you're going to get to, like, go to Star Wars, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I know, right? Yeah, I mean, it's what it really, seems, that really looks like that. So I, I don't know, like, maybe they're just afraid to overhype it a little bit. But, like, that is almost a bigger deal to me than, than like, the Star Wars, like, park at Disney almost but whatever yeah. um, well let's let's not get crazy here <laughs> <laughs> oh no let's let's get crazy because it, it has been announced uh the location of this resort is going to be right next to disney's hollywood studios so like with tower of terror originally tower of terror was meant to be an actual resort along with the ride mm. and it just didn't play out that way um but this will play out that way for star wars the the immersive experience of a hotel will be unlike anything that exists today, and it's going to seamlessly connect to Star Wars A Galaxy's Edge, a.k.a. Batu. 
An exact location from for the new resort has not officially been revealed, but it will have to be very close to that back portion of studios to connect in the way that Disney's talking about. And of course, this is all from from D twenty three. So um, also somehow that slipped under my radar. I didn't know D twenty three happened this past weekend. Happened in Tokyo. Happened over in Japan. Oh, okay, that's why. That's yeah, why. I didn't hear yeah. about. Yeah, I didn't know about that either. Is there yeah. is is there only one D twenty three? Is it like like an international thing? Like is it like Star Wars Celebration? Like it was at Anaheim several years ago. Usually it's in Anaheim like every other year. So like every odd. That's, that's right. That's odd right. Year. That's right. Um, and then on occasion they throw it to uh, to Japan every so often. I think they do. I think they'll do two and then go to Japan. Do two, go back to Japan type deal. Because uh, it was also at D twenty three they announced that uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy attraction is going to be a roller coaster. Yet we proved on Mighty Marvel Geeks. Um, because we played the video clip of the vice president of Epcot go- announcing back in October that it's going to be a roller coaster. So was there a leak that shouldn't have happened? <laughs> that happened. <laughs> Um, perhaps, but it is official again for a second time. That it's going to be a, a roller coaster, and it's expected to be the longest indoor roller coaster. Interesting. Mm. Now, um, with this, they've talked about um, as, as Disney states arrive, arriving at the new resort will take them on a journey for a multi-day Star Wars adventure. Oh my God! Not only will the will the board a starship, but there'll be characters all over the place and a story that unfolds during their stay during your stay at the hotel oh, just shut up and take all my money i will just pay <laughs> just pay well, that's, anything that's, for this oh that's good that's yeah gonna, that's problem right now that's this is gonna hurt this is what i'm saying like when i say like like the park is one thing like it's one thing to like get up you know and get all your tourist gear on and go into the park. I mean, you guys are like all affiliated with disney and stuff so this is probably not how it is for you <laughs> but well, you know for the average vacationer you gotta like go to the park like like, like you know you go walk around you're all sweaty all day like it's one thing to do that but to like wake up in the morning and go have go have like bacon and eggs with with c-3po is like next level to me oh yeah yeah. it's it's a totally immersive experience to be where you sleep and where you walk around and i don't know the the guests staying at the resort will be able to dress up in the attire that is befitting someone in the star wars saga oh my god this is incredible (laughs) every every single resort window will not look out into the everyday world but into space and you will move even deeper into your story as it connects to a galaxy's edge. Also, they provide zero gravity, so you truly feel like you're in space. <laughs> that's I'm just telling you, anybody could, that's after you've if eaten anybody dinner. Could do that, yeah, say, if anybody could do that, it would be Disney. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so the... Rumor, rumors floating around, Ben. It's going to be a thousand bucks a night. Yeah, I've heard uh, upwards of five grand a night per person. Jeez. Or no, no, no. It was like five. It was like five to eight grand for the whole package deal. Yeah, per person. I mean, you got to compare so it to like other, a, you got to compare it to other Disney stuff that exists, though, right? Like even some of their like super elite stuff is not like like unrealistic. Like I mean, unrealistic as in like I don't know. Maybe I maybe well, I well figure if, if say you want to stay at Boardwalk uh, Club level room. You know, deluxe room club level, you're looking at, you know, four to five grand for like a four or five night stay. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, it's not it's not totally insane. Yeah, right, right. That's all I mean. I mean, like, if you could do something, if this is truly as immersive as they're talking about it, like, you know, I, I, I could see justifying doing something like that for like, if it was closer to a week or four or five days, something like that. But, right. you know. Well, according to uh, another story that's linked off of this, the Disney blog is reporting that there will be only 400 
200 rooms in the resort upon its opening and will eventually expand to, to a thousand rooms. Um, that is going to be like so impossible to book for like the first year. <laughs> the, the, yeah. The approximate opening night costs are expected to be 1300 for two nights with an extra guest in the room costing an additional $400. Wow. Um, Disney has yet to confirm that pricing, but it makes sense considering the amount of interaction and activity each guest will get in the hotel. Right, right. That's crazy. So, especially it's, it's if so it's, crazy. Especially if it's it, an exclusive entrance into oh yeah on, onto Batu. Right, right. Uh, they should just set up like a, a bidding base like price, and you know all the rooms for the first three months will go up to like twenty grand a night. <laughs> Ridiculous like that. Uh, just pay yeah, for the whole park in like the first six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to do something because other companies may be losing their their rights to Star Wars. About time. <laughs> <laughs> Am I out of turn in saying that? Like, no, no, no. I, I don't know. I, I don't but, know if uh, when is. I don't know. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> Der- Derek, expand on this one. Okay, so on that note, <laughs> the company that we are referring to is EA Games, and uh, so of course, uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Two uh, has a little bit of uh, controversy around it, as some of you may recall. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> there, there was a whole thing about the microtransactions, and then you know they were removed, and and they're probably going to be added back in again, and all this other stuff. And you know, uh, the fans, the uh, gamers weren't real too weren't real happy about all of that. Um, even though the game game other in other respects people like the game um but the shooter the game did not meet its expected sales mark which is uh interesting mm, i wonder why <laughs> so now there's a rumor going around and it's just a rumor right now that uh disney and lucasfilm are thinking about giving the entire star wars license to another publisher so according to cinelinks uh <laughs> i like this lucasfilm had a stern talk with ea and dice about the whole debacle uh, <laughs> like, oh, what, what could they have, what could Disney have possibly said? Like, like, hey, you guys, this was not really a good launch. Like, no crap. Like, <laughs> they probably, they, they probably pulled the, all the heads into a, a boardroom and said, you know, you done messed up, right? Oh, uh-huh. you, you really messed up. You know that? Uh-huh. We're, we're going we're gonna to threaten to take your license away. Oh, gosh, Mickey, don't go so hard on them all. <laughs> Can so, I just can I just ask why why is the solution to give the entire license to a different gaming company? Why why does a single developer have to have all the power? That seems just like a bad idea. They get more oh, money right, out yeah. of it that way, probably. Yeah. Do what? Do what? They probably get more money from it that way. They have more control. They can charge more if it's an exclusive thing. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's I guess that's true. And tighter control. Yeah. So uh, even though there's a contract that he has with Lucasfilm the publish these games uh disney and lucasfilm have reportedly been shopping the license to other big name companies like ubisoft and activision uh so you know it's since it's just a rumor there's no official statement regarding it but uh it's it not wouldn't be a huge it's not a tumor it's a rumor <laughs> but it wouldn't be a huge surprise if this ended up happening <laughs> Uh, I like this line. Battlefront 2 has essentially been given the stink eye by most ga- gamers. Uh, I think maybe a little more than stink eye. 
I mean, kind of unjust, unjustifiably, in my opinion. I mean, the game is not bad. A lot of people just refuse to buy it on principle, which is kind of dumb, but whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't know where you guys stand on all that. I have not played it yet, but that's just because I have a huge backlog of games. So I'll get to it yeah. at some point, but... <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, and mine is just I don't. It's not really my type of game. I'm not a shooter type player. Sure, sure. I, I yeah, just this, but th- those are those are justifiable reasons not to buy a game. Not to buy a game just because the EA produced it is like the dumbest logic I've ever heard. <laughs> I just yeah, haven't right. gotten around to it. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. I, just, I played I wanna, it a little, but not much. Not much. I, I want to play the. Uh, I want to play the single campaign. Sounds interesting. I'll yeah, check that out. The single campaign is interesting. It was falsely advertised. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was worried about. But uh, so um, even though even though the game didn't meet its expected sales mark, it did sell reasonably well. Uh, so and they still have free DLC planned for the game. But uh, they, so there's still a possibility that this could end up at another uh, publisher at some point. Well, we know so, at some point it will end up somewhere else, even if it's not about this, because yeah. someone will offer them more money than what EA is willing to give them. Well, the right. other thing is EA kind of has a bad reputation in general not just with the star wars games but with all their games they kind of uh they've been let's just say they've been rated uh in the top 10 worst companies uh, a few times sure sure and gosh they haven't, they haven't had like a good launch in so long either it seems like like yeah and yeah. the battle the last couple of battlefield launches have been kind of bogus and battlefield one was a good launch i think but i don't know there's, there's a lot of controversy i was honestly a little surprised when i heard that disney gave them the the contract entirely anyway yeah i was yeah. too i was very surprised well what one of the fun parts is i'm on the playtest list for ea games here in orlando nice we have, we have a studio here which you know when you play test they they'll give you a, on occasion they'll give you a free game or a couple free games um for for you know compensation for your time but it's i know for me personally i got upset with them when madden which is made here in town no longer on pc the NHL games no longer on PC. They the NASCAR contract ended, and they, it's like they didn't do anything to fight for that. I'm like, okay, so um, the P, the PC stuff is slowly overlooked anyway. Which there's just as many people gaming there as there is on the game consoles. So why aren't we? You know, why aren't they still focusing on on that? And I think that's part of the grief. The the grief too. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, so, they, it just seems like I don't know what EA is doing, but they're making a mess of things. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just wonder who's calling the shots on these types of decisions. Like, I mean, they, yeah. they just, it seems like they're continually screwing up. Like, is it, is it like the board that doesn't know what they're doing? Like, I don't know. They have some problems because you see the developers talking on Twitter, and like, it really seems like there's a lot of disagreement. Like, like the devs are really, they get bummed out when you know black suits are telling them to put stuff in the game they know is not going to go over well. So, unless that's all just politics and PR, I mean, that could be the case, I guess. But right. Well, you know, of course, all the all the higher ups care about is making money, and so that's why you get bad decisions sometimes. Yeah. Well, um, decisions. How about the look of the Falcon? I think we got some more information. Oh yeah, there's been a lot of stuff about the Falcon, and we've noticed on our breakdown of the trailers last week and a couple other times that the Falcon has a little bit of a different look for this movie. We have um, one single point in the front instead of the dual points. Uh, the radar dish is flat. And overall, it just looks a whole lot cleaner than we're used to. <laughs> um, but this was um, Entertainment Weekly sat down with um, Ron Howard uh, this time.
time. And he says um, he was speaking about the changes to the Falcon. Or wait a minute. Let me see. Let me go back to the Star Wars show this week on Wednesday. Um, revealed the new, revealed a better look at the new design of the Falcon. And the fact that it was specifically taken from Ralph McQuarrie's original concept art for the Falcon. Uh, before they made any modifications to it or anything. And um, the Star Wars show also confirmed that the design was heavily inspired by Ralph McQuarrie. Including having the radar dish pointing up. Now, Ron Howard was talking to Entertainment Weekly and said about the change, I wonder what that could be. I'll have to see, you'll have to see. The Falcon is a character in the movie without a doubt. That machine is definitely or is a defining factor of Han's future. Um, let me see. There's another really great quote in here. Um, oh, that it says, meaning not only is was the design change done for, on purpose, but it actually probably serves something greater to the about the plot. Now, the, he didn't explain anything there about why it look like that now we've pointed out that um it seems a little weird that because it seems to contradict canon some because we know in canon that the yt-1300 freighter which is the base model of the falcon has the split nose right that's part of the actual design of the ship but because we see that in revenge of the sith which is before solo so um how are they going to fix this because canon says one thing and now they're showing something else and changing it in the movie on something that was already in a movie um uh then they go on to talk about star trek discovery which we're not worried about right now um (laughs) Good show. Well, we'll talk about that later. (laughs) But also, um, John Kasdan was talking a little bit about the Falcon, and he was explaining why, the, according to him, why the Falcon uh, looks the way it does. Uh, And he was talking to Entertainment Weekly also. He explained that the Falcon doesn't undergo um, or hasn't undergone the special modifications that Han made to it prior to the events of A New Hope. Uh, It's still Lando's ship in this. Uh, The quote from him is where Han gave it a certain shabby coolness and a dinged up quality that reflected where he was at that point in his life, this Falcon reflects its owner very clearly in its shape and aesthetic and his needs. Even if those needs... Um, be a little more um, towards the space space to entertain. Or yeah, even if those needs be a little more space to entertain. Now, um, they also he also has here that um, one of the things Larry and I had talked about was the Falcon should always reflect the personality of its captain. In this case, it's Lando, not Han, which we, we've speculated that. The reason it looks so clean is Lando keeps a lot cleaner ship. But what um, the one thing that another story, this one actually came out about toys that may really explain what the major change in the um, split nose or the solid nose of the ship. Um, now, I believe this is Hasbro toy that's cu- that's coming out. Yes, Hasbro's Millennium Falcon for Rebels. Or for sorry, not Rebels. I th- that's going to be later in the story. But um, the the Hasbro toy for Solo has the Millennium Falcon. The um, the toy it's where it's about the size of what we're expecting for a Millennium Falcon toy. Um, and it says that um, a lot of fans are confused on why the ship seems to have added part to the front of um, to the front removing the trademark prongs. But it seems the toy gives the answer to all this confusion. If you look closely at the pictures, according to Entertainment Weekly, the new toy a new toy from Hasbro has revealed that the the filled-in nose of the Falcon is actually a smaller ship that detaches similar to the Phantom in um, Rebels. Really? The what? Phantom is a small vessel that could detach from the main ghost ship and fly around on its own. So this could be a um, shuttle bay. I guess that makes sense if you're if we're talking um, the possibility that it's going around and helping guide the guide whatever cargo or bar you know space bars sure, whatnot sure. into the forks. Yeah. You know, or help stabilize so it doesn't 
you know, bounce around or float off on uh, on the on the YT, yeah, on the Corellian cruiser. So. Well, and if you look um, real close, depending on what angle it is and who made the model, that um, inside the forks, the part that actually kind of goes into the ship that's got overhang from the plates on top and bottom, that could almost look like an airlock. Yeah. So Which it's interesting. I don't, it, I don't um, think anyone's ever doubted that either, because of the again, you know, if you got a barge that yeah. you're trying to connect and you want to lock it down, potentially you're going to get into airlock, yeah, especially if you, you've got some sort of, you know, like we've seen in Rebels with some of these barges, where you have a crew on the barge, this allows the crew to in and out of the of the freighter. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just skimming through the rest of this article to see if there's anything else. It's basically, the rest of this article is all opinion on how this actually kind of makes sense for why we would have seen this. Uh, the toy also, it's interesting. It looks like it's got battle damage sections that pop off, and it reveals the parts of the Falcon we normally would know. Uh, the, when the outside hull panels pop off it looks like the classic falcon underneath are you guys looking at the pictures too yes yeah it's really interesting so this this could be a cool toy but that actually that makes a whole lot of sense now i'm not sure if that's the way this is that could just be part of the toy but it is our job to speculate on these things yeah i kind of i kind of hope it's not a thing (laughs) i i kind of i kind of hope it's i hope it's one of those weird toy things that they sometimes do personally um i don't think i really i don't think i really care that much i don't know why people are kind of upset about it to be honest like i don't know we don't know what we don't know there's no reason to be upset yet (laughs) right be upset after the movie if you want but not yet i'm not i'm not upset i just think it it looks kind of funky oh yeah, yeah i totally agree well yeah another thing that's cool is you look at the um um, the nose of this toy, it looks like it's got um, spin-out blasters or laser cannons on the sides of it. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 So it looks like yeah, that, Lando may have been making some modifications. Sure. Oh, sure. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. I wonder Wonder if it's the... Is it, Is this 100% confirmed that that is the Falcon that we're looking at? Has anyone actually said that? Oh, uh, yeah. Pretty. This is the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, because e- even, even some of the shots where we see the crew going to the... Well, it's the only Corvette we've seen in the sure. movie that they're going to and it seems like it's owned by Lando first so it's gotta be the ship right. that, that Lando yeah I see I almost I almost but we I, we don't have like an official confirmed do we have like any toys that are that it's named the Millennium Falcon for sure that we know about like is, that, is this Hasbro toy we're looking at is it is it titled the Falcon uh, according to Entertainment yes. Weekly it is the Millennium Falcon okay. yeah okay. Yeah. so I, I, didn't, well, I just didn't know if that had been 100% confirmed yet well that was gonna get to the next story of Han Solo or Han Solo Hasbro unveils Black Series solo figures and new Star Wars toys, in which with the Black Series figures, um, you know, we, we've got Han, Lando, and I believe Kira. No, not Kira. Yes, Kira coming out. But they're also talking um, the Star Wars Force Link 2 starter set, which will come with a, a uh, Han solo figure and the new uh, Force Link wristband for the for the talking. Which I almost wish they would go back and do it something similar to like they did with with Phantom Menace, where it looked like the Jedi communicator and the little yeah, chips the that are the stands. Chip. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I still have some of those figures um, carded and sitting, hanging on my wall downstairs. And then the the second thing they show is what what was talked about by Ken. It's called Solo: A Star Wars Story. Three. 3.5 inch Kessel Run Millennium Falcon vehicle. Well, that can't that confirms that the Kessel Run will be in this movie. Yep, exactly. So, um, 
So this but is the vehicle look, for the three, you, three and three quarter inch or three point seven five inch. If you look at the um, the description of that one, it has a interesting feature uh, like sound and light features, like three different yeah. features that kind of um, implies what might happen during the Kessel Run. It yeah. has like it has it has like increasing speed sounds and stuff. And yeah, uh, then they show a list of. Um, the th- new three three and three quarter inch figs, uh, including um, Chewbacca from Solo, Luke Skywalker from Last Jedi, Kara from Solo, K two S O, Maz Kanata, which is from Last Jedi, um, and there'll be some more. And of course, each of them will be compatible with the the new uh, Force Link two, and it will also, I guess, you can still use the Force Link one stuff as well. I guess it'll still be there. Uh, as it says, the Force Link wearable technology is compatible with all products in the Force Link line. Okay, never mind. So for the newer figures, you got to upgrade to the new the new uh, Force Link. Oh, yeah, figures. Because that's because <laughs> that's where all the sounds are going to be kept. Right. Yeah. So I've heard that a couple times. It'd be interesting if they um, just put a small um, USB port or something on that, so that every once in a while, as they got new stuff coming up, you could actually plug just in and just it. update yeah. the firmware on your Force Link. Yeah. For new sound effects and stuff. But the the biggest thing that came out of the Hasbro announcement is um, this interactive Chewbacca, which oh, looks so much like Lumpy. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I like Lumpy. Um, that thing is so cool. It's a 16-inch tall Ultimate Co-Pilot Chewie from Star Wars a, a, or from Solo, A Star Wars Story. But, so at one point, do we see Chewie ditch the bandoler, the two bandoleros and just go to the one? Or I think just, we had it just, I think we had it right when we were do, um, doing our speculation that that may be what he was wearing in the mines. Could <laughs> be. Eventually right. goes back to his bandolier. Could be. More uh, kind of like, like grenades or, or something. Belt, maybe? Though. Huh? I said it kind of looks like grenades or something is on it though doesn't yeah it, it does but trying to find a good those actually are um, a good picture of this somewhere now i i do like this one comment Here we go. but for kids who are slightly smaller this is more their size and won't be threatening arm removal anytime soon <laughs> uh, it's also a little less weirdly furbish than the chewbacca furby that came out three years ago mm-hmm. um yes. He is just interactive, however, responding to external movements and sounds with, well, I will just play with just the... Of course, we don't know if those are the exact sounds on there, um, but he also will respond with movements of his own. Your favorite Wookiee smuggler. See, there goes the smuggler theme again. It goes right mm-hmm. back to the potential Utini smuggler option. <laughs> That's right. Um, <coughs> it has over a hundred sound and motion combinations in all, including different facial expressions. Uh, his legs will feature the standard articulation, so you can pose them your, yourself. Pose them all on all fours and you might be able to fool your pet into thinking it's a new sibling. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, the Nerdist was very quick to point out as well as we all did. Um, the face does kind of look like Lumpy. Mm-hmm. So, you see the family resemblance. Uh, this ultimate co-pilot Chewy <laughs> will be available later this this year in the fall for $129.99. Wow. So, yeah. not going to be cheap, but will probably be one of the hottest Christmas items out there. Mm. 
I would not be surprised. Dude. So, uh, I think that's it, story-wise. Yeah, I think so. Uh, There's a lot of stuff coming out for Solo. Like we said, the, the dam is broken, finally. Yeah. Actually, there there is one little story that you forgot about. Okay. And that is the uh, last Jedi digital and Blu-ray release dates have been leaked. Ah, we did. And they're coming. Uh, yeah. They're coming soon. What's the what's the official dates on those again? Uh, well, well, uh-huh. leaked official unofficial <laughs> something to yeah. change dates well uh so uh last jedi last jedi is coming should be ending soon um it looks like it made about 1.3 billion worldwide uh not quite the 2 billion of force awakens but still pretty good uh and uh ryan johnson had state had started to reveal some details about deleted scenes which i believe we we've talked about before right yeah i think so some, yeah yeah uh so a, a recent iTunes post prematurely revealing the digital download release uh, date was swiftly taken down, but has already spread like wildfire across social media. Uh, so according uh, according to Star Wars News Net, a New Zealand iTunes site uh, accidentally announced that the Last Jedi digital release will be March 14th. Uh, wow. And yeah, that's, and since, that's earlier than I thought. I thought it was the end of March. And since. Uh, uh, they usually release the physical versions uh, one to two weeks later, uh, and a customer service exchange with U.S. chain Target confirmed the U.S. date for the Blu-ray and DVD release. So it looks like we're getting uh, Last Jedi in March, the middle of March, March 14th. Right on. Uh, that, that, that's overseas, not U.S., right? Digital download. That's in March? So we're looking at yep. April release then for the, for the movie, or for the actual Well, if disc. they were releasing it March probably. 14th, then they'll probably do it last week of March for the physical. Yeah, mm. probably. No, that sounds right. Yeah, last year they released. They didn't they release the Force Awakens like the fourth or something like that. A Rogue One. It was like the fourth of April. I feel like it was like the fourth. I don't know. I, I remember buying it in advance and pre-ordering and stuff. I feel like that was about fourteenth, April fourteenth, maybe. I don't know. I feel like there was a four in there. <laughs> I, th- I thought the I thought the uh, trend has been lately the digital downloads out for about a month before the the actual no, hard you, copy. I thought it, I thought it was more about two weeks, but I don't know. It could be wrong. Well, what Mine I just read is like enough for pirates what to I, steal. <laughs> yeah. When I just read, they said like uh, one to two weeks after. So okay. We still see. Stoked for that. Can't wait to pick that apart. Press pause, yeah. rewind. That's mm-hmm. always fun. Always oh, fun. Well, we, we've said we could easily pick the movie apart. It's just, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we still have a love for the film. So. Oh, yeah. The movie's great. I loved it. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we, we could pose this question. How... We got asked by a listener uh, within the last month how we would rank the films. How would you rank the films in in your personal ranking? Is this like to everybody, or are you talking to me? Just to you. Um, I, f- I don't know, man. This changes like <laughs> so often. I think right now my favorite film is Rogue One. I think I would put. Uh, I don't think it's fair to say a really strong opinion on Force. Aw- uh, not Force Awakens on the Last Jedi yet, just because I haven't seen it on on Blu-ray enough yet, but. Uh, I think at this very moment, I'd put that one at number two. Then maybe Empire, then Force Awakens, then um, A New Hope, then Revenge of the Sith, then Return of the Jedi, then two, then one. Okay. Did I get all of them? I think I got all of them. I, so. <laughs> did, that off, I did that off the top of my head, so I think that's <laughs> all of them. <laughs> cool. 
Well, where yeah. again can people find Utini online? For sure. Yeah. So Utini, Y-O-U-T-I-N-I dot com is where you can find us. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Utini underscore US. And you can find us on Facebook as well. Um, if you uh, want to reach out to me personally, you can always contact us through our website and I will be the one to respond to you through there. And uh, I said this on my my uh, little bit with Rebel Force Radio. I'll say it here too. Um, we're always looking for folks to help us out with writing projects, uh, you know, different types of projects that we have going on with the magazine, with the bookshelf. If you have some kind of special skills that you would love to, you know, volunteer some of your time and help us out, we're really trying to get going. It's taking a while. It's going to take us a while to get some traction um, and those sorts of things. So, you know, we welcome any types of uh, Star Wars fans that want to sort of contribute to the project. So reach out to me if so, something like that stands out to you. Um, and if nothing else, check us out online, utini.com. I'll be happy to answer any questions you guys have. Awesome. Well, on that note, I'm going to say check out Utini. Um, potential future news coming from Utini with maybe something with us. I don't know. We'll have to figure things out there. Uh, but definitely, you want to build up your Star Wars library, check out Utini. Um, it's going to be worth the buy. Uh, easy way to get caught up. And other than that, uh, Ken, Derek, you guys got anything? Nope. I think we covered it for this week. Then on that note. Give the evacuation code signal. I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.